Hello, everyone. Welcome back to What's Up with Chen Yu. Chen Yu, how you doing? This is Elsie. How's everyone this week? I have a major update from Taiwan. We are finally opening up to all, starting from next week. No PCR test, no quarantine required. So, if you're thinking about your next traveling destination, make sure you put us on the list. And how many of you have already get on the road? What would you like to do the most when you are traveling? For me, I've always enjoyed seeing the architecture and the filming sites whenever I visit a foreign country. The idiom I'm going to share today was originally used to illustrate the spectacular look of the Palace of Fanggong, but nowadays it's commonly used to describe the conspiracy between a rivalry relation. That is, 勾心斗角 The paragraph in the poem of Fang Gongfu goes: 五步一楼，十步一阁，狼腰慢回，檐牙高啄，各报地势，勾心斗角。Based on the poem, it says every five steps there's a house, and every ten steps there's a booth. Apparently, it's more like an exaggeration, but mostly it's to illustrate the density of the buildings in the palace. And the complexity of the corridor and the path connecting each building and the roofs, Eve's design was so exquisite. And in addition to the architecture, the garden landscape was so astonishing, like a maze. The idiom 勾心斗角 here is to describe the meticulous detail in all aspects of the palace design. 勾心 refers to the buildings radiate from the center outwardly. Dojiao describe the spiky rooftops. Looks like they are competing with each other. The traditional Chinese palace has these pointing tops at the roof, so from distance they look like horns. That's why they use jiao to describe this scene. The palace of Fang Gong was first built in the Qing Dynasty under the command of Qin Shi Huang. He spent massive amount of money and manpower to build this luxury, also the biggest palace under his regime. The ruin was located in Shanxi, a province of northwest of China. The ruin was about six square kilometer big, almost twice big as the Central Park of New York. You can imagine people from the 200 BC weren't so happy about such a project, considering the tools they have. And instead of technology, only slavery was available then. Some reckon this massive project causing the doom of the Qing Dynasty. So we learned the story about Elfanggong, but why a poem from almost one thousand years later will write a piece about it? That start with where he was lived. The author Du Mu was born in the year of eight hundred three. The good days of Tang Dynasty was already in the past. Several concerning issues merged from within and outside the empire. Du Mu was known for being outspoken about the social issues, and like many other intellectuals, he also felt the responsibility to offer the best advice to the emperor for the good of the people. So, as you can imagine, sometimes when you try to provide constructive feedback to your colleagues at work, it's not always the music to their ear. Same goes to the emperors, or perhaps even worse, open-minded isn't their strength. 
but at the same time, the intellectuals have always been keen on sharing the bitter truth. The what happened is, in the good case, those people were sent to the rural areas, get demoted, say goodbye to their career at court. In the worst case scenario, themselves or even their family could get punished by death. Hence, the ancient Chinese develop a way to advise the emperor without risking too much of their life, which is they would talk about a similar incident or iconic figures from the past, and imply that how things could go wrong. Sometimes the smart emperors would get it, and that's the reason Du Mu wrote this poem to recap the history for the emperor. At that time, the emperor was spending a fortune to build his own palace, while there were much bigger problems they were facing. He wanted to remind the emperor that undesirable consequences might come. But we didn't take that layer of meticulous and complexity in architecture design. To describe a rivalry heat up between two, and they would play all kinds of crafty tricks and intrigues to win, until a hundred years later, in Qing Dynasty, and ever since then, that becomes the most popular way to use this idiom. It is an idiom we use in conversation often, as well as in written form. For example, at workplace, a conversation like this. They look like they're not having fun. How did you hear they're not having fun? That's made up. They're just playing the game with the boss. They seem to get along pretty well, but there are whispers they are at odds with each other. That's what they want you to believe. They both have their conspiracy plots to earn the promotion. Besides office. The other place has the most conspiracy is politics. 政治暗算与勾心斗角是影集纸牌屋最吸引人的元素 The political calculation and intrigue are the most attractive elements of the series House of Cards. So that's all for today. Hope you all like it, and make sure you also check the Instagram account. What's up with Shenyu? Share it with your friends. Send me a feedback. One final thing is we won't have any update next week as I'm going away for a long weekend with my family. So catch up with you a week after. Bye.